millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast. Um, today uh, I'm going to look at the extraordinary climate of fear, panic uh, uh, and anxiety uh, and the uh, treatment of uh, Slavic ethnic minorities within the uh, Habsburg Empire following the assassination of uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand in Sarajevo. Um, in the um, the weeks that tick down to the beginning of the First World War. And I, I think this is hugely revealing. Um, very often, from a, the kind of the Anglo-centric worldview that myself and so many um, other people are kind of educated in, when it comes to considering the First World War, um, the July crisis says there's virtually nothing... Um, about Austria, other than Austria gives a series of uh, wildly unreasonable demands to to Serbia, the 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 inner workings of how uh, Austrian Germans and uh, non-Germanic uh, subjects of the Habsburg Empire um, worked and, and conflicted with one another um, really is is always um, exclusively overlooked. With the exception, of course, of the brilliant, brilliant work of Alexander Watson, um, his book *Ring of Steel*, which I can't recommend highly enough, um, which we've referred to a couple of times in this podcast in uh, o- over the many years I've been doing it, um, has an awful lot to say on this subject. So let's dive in. So um, Alexander Watson has a uh, a fascinating dive into the uh, Habsburg press. Um, following the assassination, um, and he he writes about uh, speculation about who was behind the assassinations before there was any confirmation. He writes, right from the start, the newspapers suspected a plot with origins in Serbia. Although investigations had only just begun, already on the thirtieth of June, the Reich Post, a paper close to Franz Ferdinand, published a report claiming Serbian involvement to have been officially proven. 
That same evening, angry demonstrators gather outside, gathered outside the Serbian embassy ding, uh, singing and shouting, Down with Serbia. They burned the Serbian flag before being moved on by police. Several nights of patriotic anti-Serb protests followed. On the 1st of July, a patriotic crowd marched up the Hofburg, the imperial residence, uh, the, the imperial residence, singing and shouting, Up Austria! before trying and failing to get close enough to the Serbian embassy to protest. On the next evening, when the bodies of the Archduke, uh, Archducal couple arrived in Vienna, protesters were determined, um, more determined than the mood was uglier. A whistling, boisterous crowd, several thousand strong, faced off police near the embassy, and a few even succeeded briefly, at around half past nine in the evening, in breaking through the cordon surrounding it. Although they were eventually persuaded to depart, more demonstrators arrived a couple of hours later, and fighting broke out. Street cobbles were prized up and hurled at the patrolman. One police horse lost an eye. Um, the cordon had, however, been reinforced, and the crowd was unable to penetrate it. Eventually, protesters gave up and marched instead to the Bulgarian embassy to cheer Bulgaria and shout, Down with Serbia! A small, uh, a small number headed for the Russian embassy, around which the police had, with foresight, already placed a guard. Only at one in the morning were the streets again quiet. This was not the last of the trouble, however. Only on the following evening did violence reach its peak when demonstrators returned, singing patriotic songs and armed with sticks, stones and fireworks. They, they confronted 500 patrolmen and 200 mounted police. The fighting was bitter. The police launched mounted charges in order to clear the streets. But again, only at one in the morning did this patriotic riot finally end. So, so patriotism really is a very interesting term when you're looking at a multi-ethnic empire. Um, it's hard to say for sure, but it's entirely possible that uh, there were there were few non-Germans in the crowd, uh, or people who um, viewed themselves as, as having uh, German origin. Um, patriotism um, towards the, um, the the Habsburg crown um, wasn't um, completely uh, non-existent in uh, non-Germanic parts of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, as we shall see, there was actually a great deal of sympathy uh, from uh, Polish, Czech, uh, Hungarian uh, and um, other uh, ethnic minority groups um, uh, in the empire towards the fate of the royal couple. What also makes the point that the um, actions of the crowns weren't representative of most um, Austrians, uh, most Viennese. Um, the people taking part in the protests tend to come from um, various walks of life, but they're mainly they were young men. Um, when the Neue Freie Press, the, one of the main newspapers um, in um, Vienna, noticed that some of the rioters were workers and apprentices, they noticed something more interesting, that the majority of them weren't. The majority of them were young men and teenagers made up of kind of lower-level um, white-collar um, uh, work, uh, office workers. It's uh, members of the educated class and students. And you find time and time again in German and Central European history that it is within this, 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 uh, the, the kind of the, the patriotic, romantic, nationalist uh, um, trend within um, sort of the, the, the radical student body has had a huge impact in uh, shaping the, the, the futures of uh, both Germany and Austria. 
Watson also writes about the uh, impact beyond um, Vienna. He says, Beyond the Habsburg metropolis, Franz Ferdinand's murder caused disquiet. The Archduke was certainly not short of enemies among the nationalists and socialists of the crown lands, um, the various nations uh, of the, uh, the wider um, Austrian Empire, Austro-Hungarian Empire. The Polish socialist Ignacy Dzerzhinsky, for example, uh, later described him uh, as vitriolically, as in our circles, the most disliked, bah, the most hateful personage, a clericalist, Fierce reactionary, enemy of the Poles, the Archduke personified for us the threat uh, for our future. Yet in far-flung corners of the realm, where people had seen little of the air and were less conscious of his faults, his violent death came as a shock. Sars, the Polish conservative paper, was probably more sincere than its Viennese counterparts when it started its first report on the assassination. Tragic news stuns the state and its population. In Lvov, uh, public parks, unlike in Vienna's Prata, the music did stop when accounts of the murder reached the city. And in Prague, the Czech National Theatre broke off a performance, announced the news from the stage and sent its audience home. So that there, there is an interesting response in parts of the empire that would find that would take seize the opportunity to declare independence just four years later uh, at the end of the uh, of the first world war there were poles uh, and czechs who fought bravely for the um uh, habsburg empire uh, throughout the war um and so the, the the relationships between the imperial metropole in vienna and the periphery of the empire uh, were incredibly complex. There were people who uh, viewed themselves as colonial subjects uh, or uh, as uh, of uh, subjects of the uh, Habsburg throne, but not necessarily always unfavorably and not necessarily always completely unsympathetically towards the Austrians. In many cases, a lot of this can be explained just through the, the, the sheer shock of hearing that's a, um, a, a, near, a, a figure who was near to being the head of state, who was in line to the throne, had been uh, assassinated. Watson writes about Slovenia and says that um, Slovenes lined the track at Carniola um, when the train carrying the couple's bodies to Vienna passed through on the 2nd of July. Um, at stations, the train was mobbed by tearful crowds. Everywhere there were Habsburg subjects who, like the Czech Jan Witt, um, at least rued the archducal couple's tragic death. Some were seriously shaken. Alexandra Chikovna, who was a, uh, a Catholic um, and a patriotic Pole, um, who was uh, one of the, the luminaries of the Krakow uh, theatrical scene, had once met the Archduke a few years previously when uh, Franz Ferdinand had uh, visited Krakow um, and admired his religiosity and the sacrifices that he'd made for his wife. Um, um, she was shocked at the terrible crime um, and in her diary she writes um, that uh, the nicest and one can say ideal man whom one couldn't help but adore was about how she spoke of, of Franz Ferdinand. 
Um, there were plenty of people who looked at more objectively at the assassination, uh, even if they didn't have much good to say about the Archduke, but saw the assassination as something that would bring terrible destruction. For example, Mieczysław Szwestrek, um, a Polish stationmaster in Zabaraz, um, which was a small town in the northeastern corner of Galicia, um, remembered that the, the news of the tragic death of the Archducal couple made a frankly dreadful impression on us. Living just half an hour from the Russian frontier, he had every reason to keep an eye on the international events and knew how strained relations between Austria and Serbia had become. He wrote, Supposing that the initiative for the assassination came from Serbia, we predicted the outbreak of war between these states and feared that this entanglement might trigger the outbreak of a world war. So people who perhaps hadn't considered this before, um, who perhaps hadn't considered the, the actual concept of world war before, very quickly understood the significance of this, this moment in the Balkans, this, this flashpoint, um, and perhaps being close to the border with Russia made one much, much more sensitive to the possibilities uh, of conflict between two empires, even if one was a, a colonial subject of one of those empires. Unsurprisingly, Sarajevo becomes one of the epicentres of uh, violence uh, uh, against the Serbs uh, and against um, the kind of public iconography of Slavic culture, Russian Orthodox churches, for example. Um, during the following 24 hours following the assassination, uh, unrest spread uh, across Bosnia-Herzegovina, uh, and on the 1st of July, martial law was declared there. It jumped to Dalmatia in uh, Croatia, and Croatia, which also had Serb minorities. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In Zagreb, what it, well, Agram as it was known at the time, what's now Zagreb, there were protests over several days 
uh, similar in some ways to the Vienna riots, but with a significant difference that they were directed not only against the foreign power, but also, uh, above all, against Habsburg Serb subjects. So the people who were being attacked in the streets um, might have uh, identified ethnically as being Serbian, but they were subjects of the Habsburg crown. They were, they were uh, people who were as much subjects of um, their, the Habsburg uh, crown as Croats or as um, uh, Austrian uh, Germans themselves. On the 1st of July, 500 people, many of them students, carried a Croatian flag and hung a portrait of Franz Ferdinand through the city's streets. When they became bored of chanting down with King Peter, the Serbian monarch, and down with the murderers, they wrecked a cafe and threw stones at Serb property. Uh, in um, Today's in Ragusa, which is now Dubrovnik, uh, disturbances on the 4th and 5th of July were similar in sentiment, but were caused mainly by peasants from outside the city. For, uh, some forced the mayor to take down the Serbian flag, flying at half-mast next to the Croatian tricolor uh, on the town hall, while others stampeded through the premises of Serbian nationalist associations, broke into a Serbian school, and, drew, and drew, um, destroyed signs in Cyrillic writing. Troops only restored peace with difficulty on the second day, when two people were injured and 15 arrested. By the 8th of July, such violence was so widespread that the emperor's representative in the neighbouring kingdom of Croatia, the Ban, authorised his officials to use all necessary methods to enforce public order. However, the, the, the levels of panic, fear, paranoia um, and, and suspicion of ethnic minorities that came after this crisis, or one particular ethnic minority anyway, the Serbs, um, uh, led to um, extraordinary kind of peaks of uh, discrimination and levels of uh, paranoia from the, the Habsburg public. Um, there was an incomprehension that it was essentially a, a gang of teenage students, some uh, in particularly poor health, like Prinkip himself, um, armed with a, a couple of handguns and some hand grenades, could have murdered the heir to the throne. Um, conspiracy theories swept the land. The Habsburg authorities, unable to believe their own incompetence, were no less gripped. The Austrian interior minister sent a coded telegram to all crownland heads on the 2nd of July warning that more Serb assassins had entered the monarchy, with clearly no evidence to support that. So, um, across the Habsburg Empire, from uh, Prague um, to uh, Lvov and Ljubljana, um, there were house searches, um, uh, there were the arrests of Serb students, alleged spies and sympathisers, in ethnically mixed areas in the centre of the empire and the south, Habsburg um, Slavs found uh, their neighbours eyeing them nervously. Now, this didn't just mean Serbs. It didn't just mean South Slavs um, from the uh, region that then becomes Yugoslavia. It was often anybody from any kind of Slavic um, uh, ethnicity at all. So, um, Alexander Watson talks about Styria, um, which, uh, as a kind of an example of this. Uh, one of the, a crown land which lay 400 kilometres from Sarajevo and is inhabited by Germans and Slovenes, but, uh, but not Serbs. He writes, Here the reporting of the local German press on the assassination 
was from the start hysterical. Newspapers, regardless of their political affiliations, uh, surmised that a network of spies and activists buried deep in Habsburg society and controlled from Belgrade was at work. Nationalist agitators were alleged to have led astray the Slovene population. So there's a, a kind of multi-levels of, of bigotry and racism here. You know, the, the crafty Serbs have led, led astray the, the non-too-bright Slovenes. This is kind of how it was put across in the, um, the, the German press, and that the Slovenes were the, the kind of the useful idiots um, in, in this particular story. Its clergy was regarded with particular suspicion. So too was Slovene Sokol uh, gymnastic clubs, which were accused, no less unjustly, of having celebrated the heir to the throne's demise. One paper even reported completely mendaciously that on the same day as the Sarajevo assassinations, South Slav activists had attacked another archduke in the Styrian town of Marburg as part of a devious plot to extinguish at one stroke the entire Habsburg dynasty. Obviously, that last story is not true. And of course, the German readership of these newspapers panicked. People saw threats where they didn't exist, um, and it resulted in a wave of denunciations that flooded into local authorities. Police, therefore, receiving this alarming news, people saying, you know, my, my neighbour, Mr So-and-so, who I believe must be a Serb, uh, I think he had a Serb flag in his house, and he seems to be very unpatriotic. He's done many bad things, and I'm very suspicious of him. Um, the, um, this triggers an order to then conduct searches and interrogations um, and of, of this completely artificial uh, panic, this sort of astroturf um, uh, panic. There was an atmosphere of emergency which demanded they show results and the pressure was further heightened by another warning sent by the Interior Ministry on the 20th of July that Serbs might carry out terrorist attacks beyond Bosnia-Herzegovina. Again, there's, there's no evidence that that was likely to happen at all. Lacking firm leads, because there's no evidence, the police substituted uh, action for thought and arrested anyone whom they thought uh, uh, was uh, suspicious or who their informers considered to be suspicious. As early as June 29th, a female spy was, um, in inverted commas, was stopped on the railways and, as war came closer and tensions escalated, Increasing numbers of the Crown Lands Loyal Habsburg Slovene subjects were taken into custody. Foreigners were also the targets of distrust. One Reich German, arrested at the end of July, was held for seven weeks until he was proven to be totally harmless. A vicious cycle, circle began uh, in which arrests prompted by rumours and suspicions appeared to confirm the anxious public fears, leading to more denunciations and yet more uh, arrests. Now one can speculate... At the beginning of the July crisis, or um, what impact this must have had on overall levels of loyalty to the Habsburg throne, but um, the treatment of people who were ostensibly loyal to the throne and had probably quite a great deal of sympathy for what had happened as uh, dangerous foreigners and um, internal enemies within and agitators um, can only have had a corrosive effect 
on the uh, empire itself. Um, there are a huge number of other factors to consider when you think of the uh, reasons why the Habsburg Empire fragments and finally collapses in 1918, but my instinct is that the persecution and suspicion uh, and mistrust towards Slovenes and others is a significant factor. Ethnic groups with no sympathy for Serbia, who were suspected of harbouring their own irredentist ambitions, also fell victim to the spiralling fear and paranoia. In the western corner of the monarchy, the Habsburg Italians in Trient um, were falsely rumoured to be engaging in treasonous conspiracy. At its eastern extreme, in Hungary, the Romanian minority could, one of its members later complained, hardly move for gendarmes and police spies. In the month after Franz Ferdinand's murder, all kinds of rumours flourished, he remembered. Every man spied on his neighbour, no matter how placid and peace-loving. Nor did the north of the empire, a region not short of uh, long-standing ethnic enmities, go untouched by the fear and heightened racial antagonisms of July 1914. Um, for example, in Vienna, the schools of Czech immigrants had their windows broken by Germans wishing to avenge the Archduke's murder by a Slav. The same thing took place in Tropau, the German-dominated capital of Austrian Silesia, where, at least according to the Polish press, German professors led their students in vandalism. Other brutal clashes between Czech and German crowds and between the dem demonstrators and police were reported too from Moravia. So here we have this kind of spread of uh, fear and animosity. Of course, Czech people had absolutely nothing to do with the assassination. Neither did really the, the vast majority of Serbian people. Um, there's not a great deal of evidence that Serbian people were particularly thrilled by the assassination, other than a sort of a, a particularly extremist nationalist fringe. But the, um, the, the, the fear and the anxiety over the assassination and the uh, popular press believing that there were other conspiracies kind of seems to tip over into deeper and more widespread and more long-term fears and anxieties about the um, future of the empire. That any kind of irredentist, be they Italian or Czech, wanting to, to break away was as dangerous and suspect as the assassins uh, of the Archduke in Sarajevo, and that now popular angers and frustrations and fears about the future uh, from um, uh, German students in Prague to gendarmes in Galicia could be vented uh, and uh, let loose on the the non Habsburg the non German Habsburg population. So uh, thanks for that and um, thanks also just for another year of people um, listening to the podcast and contributing and um, participating in our chats and all these kinds of things. I'm immensely, immensely grateful. Um, I, I've been doing this podcast now for, my goodness, like eight years uh, and it's it's grown over the time uh, and there's been such an awful lot of of goodwill uh, and enjoyment from from other people. So I'm going to obviously keep doing it um, and, you know, I'll keep doing it till people don't want to listen to it anymore. 
um, because I just feel so passionate about uh, being able to seek out things that I believe to be important and relevant um, and perspectives that get overlooked and to bring those to you. So I wish you a very Merry Christmas and I'll try to do a couple of the recordings between now uh, and our weird, strange, atomised lockdown Christmas at this peculiar time. So take good care of yourselves, stay safe and uh, have yourselves uh, a really, really good Christmas holiday. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.